So I think how this all ends up working in the back end is that your browser tracks the cookie from Swagbucks that says, hey, you click through via Swagbucks. And then when you open via the referral link, it adds another cookie or tracking to see that, hey, you also use the referral link. So that's how you end up stacking it. And actually this method works for a lot of these offers where you want to click through via Swagbucks, but then also... Welcome to episode 33 of The Daily Churn. Today's going to be a recap of all the things that I churned in September. For those of you that are following along on the live tracker on the website, you've already got kind of a, a preview of all of this, but September has been a pretty good month, actually. There was a bunch of bank bonuses that posted, some credit card bonuses, a bunch of meal kits, and I've recently started tracking freebies, which... I didn't track before and I didn't realize how many freebies I actually do in any given month, but it's quite a few and I'm including those in this episode and, and going forward as well. As always, you can find links to everything I cover today on the dailychurnpodcast.com or if you're subscribed to the newsletter, you should have received that in your inbox already. But for now, let's dive in, starting with banks. Pretty busy month for banks, actually. I figured I'd start with an update on H.M. Bradley since that was the very first episode I did for this podcast back when H.M. Bradley was good. And it hasn't been good for a while. They've been changing tiers and making it harder to qualify for some of those really good 3% interest rate tiers. But the most recent change, I think, might be the nail in the coffin for H.M. Bradley. And so for those of us that receive H.M. Bradley emails because we've had accounts with them in the past, you've probably seen that they are closing all of their existing H.M. Bradley accounts that are being held at their sponsoring bank and switching to a new sponsoring bank. But the problem here is that they aren't doing this automatically. Everyone is getting their old accounts closed out and those that want to stick around have to manually open a new account with their new sponsoring bank. And I just can't imagine anyone wanting to do this, given that interest rates at like Ally and SoFi are already at 2%. Haitian Bradley is only offering 3% as their top tier. And that requires you to have their credit card and charge money on the credit card. So now this additional hurdle of having to then reopen a brand new account just seems like too much. And I'd imagine the majority of their customer base doesn't follow them over to this new sponsoring bank. My guess for why they're doing this is that their relationship with their old sponsoring bank probably soured. Like at some point last year, they closed off the ability to join H.M. Bradley because their sponsoring bank was like, we have too much deposits than what you had originally contracted us for. And they were offering 3%, which wasn't sustainable. And so I think things probably just went downhill from there to the point where their sponsoring bank was just like, we don't really want to do business with you anymore. And they found a new bank, but the lack of automated account conversion. Yeah, I, I think this might be it for H.M. Bradley. I'm expecting in the next year or sooner, we just get an email that they're, they're shutting down. So a bit of a shame, but things are pretty crazy in fintech right now with the market the way it is. And H.M. Bradley hasn't been very customer friendly for, for a long time. So not crying over the loss, but um, I may have to delete that episode one of the podcast or maybe just leave it up for, for posterity. Moving on to other banks, Gate City was one of the ones that was posted on Doctor of Credit last month. That was interesting for a lot of people because they were offering a $100 Amazon gift card for referrals 
But most interestingly was that they were letting you fund your account with up to $2,000 with a credit card. So super easy MS opportunity there. And uh, it worked out for some people. The folks that got in early enough were able to fund with their credit card. And uh, when Gate City, as predicted, went through and then closed everybody's account because they realized, I think, that like, oh, crap, we've let thousands of people in and let them fund with a credit card when really we only want people in our state. And I think they're like in Wisconsin or something, you know, so very small footprint. They went in and refunded everyone's $2,000 credit card funding. But for the people that they refunded first, they refunded it via check. They sent an email to everyone being like, hey, we can't open your account. We're going to refund your credit card, but our system doesn't support credit card refunds. So you'll be getting a check. And of course, everyone on DOC was like, fantastic. We just got $2,000 of credit card spend and you're going to reimburse me with a check. Great. For those of us that joined like a few hours later, like me, apparently they'd figured out how to work the refund button on their credit card system. And unfortunately, they just refunded it via credit card. And in my case, it wasn't even a refund. It went into pending and then they canceled the pending transaction, which sadly means it doesn't qualify for any minimum spend. But for those that got in early, it was a pretty good, easy MS opportunity. For those that got in a little later, uh, not so much, but you've always got to try. You never know. Next up, there was SoFi. And this SoFi one was a bit strange because for those of you that have listened for a while, you might remember that I did this SoFi bonus, I think, for five months ago was when we opened those accounts and I'd opened it for both myself and P2. And what the account was, was that most of us had a SoFi money account before. And now if you open a SoFi checking and savings account, which is, I guess, something different, they were giving a $300 bonus. The problem, though, was that because we had SoFi money, there was a question around, will I get the $300 bonus if I upgrade my money account into a checking and saving account? Or should I close the money account and then reopen the SoFi checking and savings? And so between P1 and P2, we tried both methods. And only one of the methods resulted in the bonus being posted. I don't remember now if it was the close and reopen method or the upgrade method that resulted in the $300 bonus being posted. But in September, four or five months later, I got an email from SoFi that said, hey, we reviewed our records. It looks like you did qualify for this bonus. And they just randomly deposited another $300 into my SoFi account. And so I can confirm that both methods actually work. And this is sort of relevant because the bonus is back. So I don't think the $300 part ever went away, but the additional $175 via Swagbucks went away. And so that is back now. So you can open it through Swagbucks and then go and open your checking and savings account or do an upgrade. So both methods actually worked. We got both the Swagbucks and we got the bonus from SoFi, albeit one of them was like four months later. But yeah, definitely worth checking out. And again, this link will be up on the podcast because I think this is still alive and kicking. And it's a pretty easy, essentially almost $500 for depositing $5,000 via direct deposit. Just a reminder, though, to check the comments on DOC to see what will qualify for that $5,000 because SoFi tends to be quite strict and their rules are always updating for what counts. Back in the day, I think WISE would work. I ended up using Square Payroll, which definitely will work, but just check to see if things like Astra might work too. 
If you're not familiar with all the flavors and variations of how you can trigger direct deposit, be sure to check out that employer direct deposit episode for a lot of tips there. On the topic of random bonuses posting, I got another $500 referral bonus from Albert. So if you recall, Albert had this increased $500 referral offer and it was a shit show because they removed the ability to track these. Their customer service was just all over the place and probably actively trying to avoid telling people if they qualified for the $500. And so kind of a shot in the dark, I referred three people and all three bonuses actually ended up getting paid. But what was extra crazy is now the total amount I've received from Albert in referral bonuses is $1,800, which doesn't make sense because Albert on their site says there's a $1,500 referral cap. So I'm already over the cap. And I guess this shouldn't be surprising just given how Albert has handled the whole thing. And I wouldn't be surprised if they just never even coded a thing in their back end to limit how many referrals you were going to get or like increasing to $500 messed up their code somehow where they were just counting for 15 referrals of $100 instead of... Anyways, long story short, I've made $1,800 off of Albert's referrals, $1,500 of which were just from three referrals because $500 is just an absolutely insane amount of money to pay for a referral, especially for a fintech company. So... No complaints. I think this is probably the last time we're going to talk about Albert because I don't expect any more of these to come in. But yeah, that was a nice surprise in September. I also got a couple referrals from Juno. So one of them I think was just from my wife and another was from someone joining. So thank you, whoever did that. And I've got a few more pending Juno referrals, but those haven't posted yet. So maybe we'll see those in October. But the sad thing with Juno is that they've really crippled the referral program. So I think for those that joined before October 1st, it's still okay. But as of October 1st, their referral program now is only $10 instead of $100. But you do get a thousand JCoin, so Juno coin, for referring someone. And no one knows how much a JCoin is worth, but they are giving them out in the thousands like candy. I tried Googling it and one site has a JCoin listed at 0.000346 of a cent. So a thousand JCoin might be worth uh, a thousandth of a cent. So essentially JCoin is absolutely worthless. And so their program is really now $10 for you and for someone else for referring. So really uh, a big downgrade. Um, I guess they got like $18 million in funding recently. And so my guess is their goal is just to boost up numbers to get the VC funding. And then once they got the VC funding, their VCs were probably like, you're offering way too much in referral bonuses and scaled that back down. So a bit sad that it got killed, but sort of how it goes. And it was good while it lasted. And just a reminder too, if you're transferring money still to meet that referral bonus, and you're using WISE, don't forget to put payroll in the WISE reference field because I forgot to do that for P2. And now I'm having to redo another WISE transfer that has payroll included because she didn't get that $100 bonus initially. So, yep, friendly reminder. Finally, on the bank front, there was the upgrade card along with the checking account. And this one's kind of an interesting one because the upgrade card has been around for a while. Credit Karma has been promoting this card on their sidebar for months now. And the offer was $400 for opening the upgrade card and opening the checking accounts and making three debit purchases. 
But there's a better offer that some people were seeing, which is $500. And not everyone was seeing that. But on DOC, someone had posted the link to the $500 offer that anyone can use. So it ends up being $500 for opening this upgrade card. But the new thing that recently happened is that there's also now a $100 checking bonus if you join using a referral link. So remember, this upgrade card requires you to open that checking account anyway. But you could open the upgrade card and then open the checking account separately using a referral link to get that extra $100. On top of that, you can also click through via Swagbucks, which is offering $100 worth of Swagbucks to open that checking account. And there's a sequence of events you can try to essentially stack the Swagbucks offer with the referral link. So I posted a, a comment on DOC that details this, which I'll link to in the show notes as well. But basically what you do is you open the upgrade card first using the link on DOC that gets you the $500 offer instead of the $400 offer. Then during the upgrade card application process, once you're done applying for it, they'll ask you to open the checking account as well, which is required for that bonus. But you can just close out of that and just say, I'll open my checking account later. And so don't open the checking account at the same time because you want to open the checking account and get the swag bucks and the referral bonus. So the next step is to open the checking account yourself separately. But before you can do that, you need to wait for your upgrade card to be approved. So you won't be able to open that checking account separately until your upgrade card application has gone through and been approved. So that may take a few hours or a couple of days. But once your upgrade card is approved, you'll go on to Swagbucks and look for upgrade and you'll see their checking account offer and click through via Swagbucks. And that will open up a page on the upgrade website with the checking account. Leave that tab open, but open a new tab and now paste in the referral link. And so I think how this all ends up working in the back end is that your browser tracks the cookie from Swagbucks that says, hey, you click through via Swagbucks. And then when you open via the referral link, it adds another cookie or tracking to see that, hey, you also use the referral link. So that's how you end up stacking it. And actually, this method works for a lot of these offers where you want to click through via Swagbucks, but then also use a referral link. I think Chime is one of those as well. And so, yeah, keep the tab open that you click through via Swagbucks, then open a new tab, paste in the referral link, and then actually open the account using the new tab with the referral link. And so that, in theory, should get you the $500 from the credit card, plus $100 from Swagbucks, plus $100 for opening the checking account. And the only requirement is doing three debit transactions, which is very, very easy. And for Swagbucks, I think they want you to deposit $25 as an additional requirement. So make sure you do that too. And on my end, the Swagbucks now show up as pending with the orange circle. So not 100% sure that the Swagbucks will post, but it doesn't hurt to try. At minimum, you'll get the $600, but at maximum, you'll get $700, which is either way a really amazing deal for just opening a credit card and opening a checking account. So yeah, if you want to give it a try, I'll post my referral link on the site. But just remember, don't open the checking account first. Open the credit card first because there are reports on DOC where opening the checking will result in the credit card getting denied afterwards. But yeah, that was it for banks in September. We've got the $300 from SoFi, 
the massive $500 from Albert and a couple Juno referrals for a total of $1,000 total for banks. Pretty good for banks. And there's a lot more coming actually on the bank front in October, which you can see on the tracker. I think I'm already over $1,000 for banks in October. So yeah, it should be a pretty good, good few months. Moving on to credit cards, pretty good month for credit cards in September as well. First off, thanks to everyone who replied about the Wells Fargo cashback and how to actually redeem it. So yeah, you guys were all 100% correct, which is that it is a quarterly cashback that just automatically gets posted to your account. And that actually happened in September. I, I won't count it because I think I already counted it in the previous recap. But yeah, it did finally just show up on my statement. And I guess I'm still kind of baffled why Wells Fargo doesn't mention this anywhere on the website or in their terms or online anywhere, really. But I guess that's, you know, typical Wells Fargo. But I'm glad that the cashback did post. And I appreciate you guys for responding and saving me a call to, to Wells Fargo. But the big bonus that did post in September was my P2's Chase Inc. cash. So that was the 75,000 point bonus plus another 7,000 for spend, plus she got 20,000 for referring me to the Chase Inc. cash. So it ended up being 102,000 Chase points, which is a pretty good haul. And she did refer me to the Inc. cash. And so that's the new card that I'm working on. And you know, that referral loop just keeps on going. And uh, hopefully that will post in the next month or so. Then there was also the US Bank triple cash that I opened quite a while ago that posted. So it was a $500 bonus for spending $4,500. And the nice part was you have 150 days to complete. So what is that like for five months to do the bonus? So I've just been slowly chipping away at that one. And that posted in September. And the extra 64 was just from the spend that you put on the, the triple cash. So 564 total there. Then in the mail, I got a upgrade offer from Bank of America to turn my, I think the customized cash rewards card into an unlimited cash rewards card. And they were offering $200 if I then spent $1,000 on the new card. So that's a pretty good return. It's like a 20% cash back on a thousand bucks. And the nice part with an upgrade offer is there's no inquiry, there's no additional card being listed on your account. So no impacts to 524. So for me, these kinds of upgrade offers are pretty much a no brainer. I think the only reason I would keep the customized cash rewards card instead is that that card is the one that offers, I think, 3% cash back on a category that you choose each quarter up to $2,500 worth of spend. But if you're platinum honors with Bank of America, which means you have, I think, $100,000 invested with Merrill, which is owned by Bank of America. Then you get a 75% bonus on top of what you regularly get with the cashback. So the 3% ends up being more like 5.125%, I think. So as a card, getting 5% cashback on any category that you choose each quarter is pretty good. Like that's pretty high, but you are capped at $2,500. So I wasn't really using it that much anyway, but I know some people have multiple custom cash reward cards and really try and max that out each quarter for that 5% return. But yeah, no bonuses posted from Bank of America, but hopefully that will come through in the next month or two as well. So tallying up the credit cards, it was the 564 from the triple cash plus 102,000 chase points, which for me is worth at least $1,500 minimum. But 
I tend to just count those points separately since I don't usually cash them out for cash. But either way, still pretty good month for credit cards. Next up, we have brokerages. Nothing really posted on the the brokerage front in September, but I did want to mention a, a pretty big fail that I had on the brokerage end, which is that Interactive Brokers, which I did an episode on really early on, I think it was episode two or three, I totally misread the terms of their referral promo. So Interactive Brokers did and still does offer $1,000 of Interactive Brokers stock if you deposit $100,000. Or if you deposit less, they just tear it down so that you get less stock, but it's all proportional. And that was all fine and good. No issues getting that referral bonus when I signed up. And then I referred my P2 and she signed up. But what I did misread, though, was that when you refer other people, in order for you, the referrer, to get a $200 bonus for referring someone, you need to have made at least one transaction in the account. And I thought, you know, doing a ACATS transfer counts as a transaction. But no, they're actually pretty explicit in the terms that a transaction is literally buying or selling a stock, which I didn't do until a few months after. And during those two, three months where I posted the episode and a bunch of people joined, I hadn't done a transaction. And apparently your referral only qualifies if you had done that transaction at the time of you referring someone. So it's not like you can do that transaction later and then your previous referrals will count. So I'm not sure exactly how many people joined during those three months where I didn't do a transaction. But I want to say it's somewhere in the range of like five to 10 people, which at $200 per referral is somewhere in the range of $1,000 to $2,000 that I essentially just threw away because I didn't read the terms properly. So I'm mentioning this now because I just discovered this in September when I followed up with their customer service being like, hey, when are these referrals going to post? And they're like, well, you didn't really do a transaction until September of last year. So None of the referrals before September will count. And uh, yeah, definitely a bummer to lose out on like a couple grand. But the lesson learned here is read the damn terms and just kicking myself because I literally did an episode on interactive brokers and apparently I didn't read the terms properly. So yeah, hard lessons learned, but uh, hopefully you guys don't make that mistake. Moving right on to meal kits and cashback. There was a really crazy Blue Apron offer in September, which I think I posted a tip on DOC and DOC posted about it in an update. So hopefully some of you guys saw that and got in on it. But the offer was that Ibotta, which is one of those cashback shopping apps, was offering $65 back on Blue Apron. So that's pretty high, but nothing super crazy. But the extra crazy part was that Blue Apron has sent out an email around that time where anyone who signed up and got a Blue Apron delivered before September 30th, Blue Apron was going to send them a $100 Blue Apron gift card. So you get the $65 from Ibotta and you get a $100 Blue Apron gift card that you can use on future Blue Aprons. And so you can imagine I was pretty excited about this because I do a lot of meal kit offers. There's an episode on meal kits if you still haven't gotten into them yet. But this offer was especially good because it essentially ends up being a massive moneymaker. So on Blue Apron, when you sign up, you get a discount just through Blue Apron too off of the first box. And I saw that the lowest tier box you can get is just two meals for two people for $12 total because Blue Apron gives you like a $35 discount and they give you free shipping on your first box. 
So essentially, I paid Blue Apron $12 and I got $65 back from Ibotta. And at the end of September, Blue Apron emailed me the $100 gift card. So it turned into a $153 moneymaker from Blue Apron, which just simply doesn't happen usually. Like you make $150 bonuses from banks and stuff, but from a meal kit company is pretty crazy. So that was the uh, the big meal kit win in, in September. And from HelloFresh, I've just been getting loads of these comeback offers in the mail that offer 75% off the first box. And it's crazy because 75% off the first box means that you can essentially just load up on as many meals as they'll let you do in one box, which is six meals for two people. And that box ends up being over $100. I think it's like $120 or $130. But then you can apply that 75% discount and we end up getting six meals for two for $26. That's what it always ends up being. And every time we get that, we eat it, we cancel HelloFresh. And then within a week or two, they're sending another one of these 75% offers, which is insane because we've like closed and reactivated the same HelloFresh account probably five or six times now. And sadly, these 75% offers are tied to a single account. So I can't give those away. But yeah, if you have HelloFresh accounts, just keep an eye out in the mail, you know, cancel those accounts when you're done and check what kind of offers they're sending you because they also send a lot of other discounts like 50% off a box or 30% off a box. But once in a while, they send those 75% offs. And the last month or two, they've been pretty consistently sending us those like every two weeks. And uh, yeah, we've just been eating a lot of HelloFresh. And as you guys know from the previous recaps, they're now also including three referral codes inside each box where the person you refer gets a box for free up to, I think, $65. So I've been giving those away every month for the last few months. And now I have three more of those. So if anyone wants one, just let me know in the comments and I will email you over the code. I don't get anything from referring you, but it's a really good deal for the person being referred to just get a free box. Plus, then you can cancel and hopefully get one of these 75% comeback offers in the mail. So sort of a win-win. So just hit me up if you want one of those codes and definitely feel free to share codes with each other too in, in the comments section. Um, I have no issues with you guys posting referrals. You're not going to get banned or, or anything like that unless you're being super spammy. But yeah, P2 and I also got our Freshly orders in September and just mentioning it because it's the first time I tried Freshly and it's actually quite tasty. It's pre-prepared meals that you microwave and compare it to Factor 75, which also does a similar type of thing where you microwave it. I think it's far and beyond tastier than Factor 75. So would recommend Freshly purely from like a taste and convenience perspective and just wait for the next deal. It seems they always have something good happening on Rakuten during the holidays. They always tend to double or triple their cashback amount from, I think, $20 to $40 or $60 during the holidays. So next one might be Black Friday or maybe they do something for Halloween. But if you're interested in trying it out, just keep an eye out on Rakuten for that. Then with cashback, I got a couple referrals that posted from Ibotta. So $10 from each referral. I think one of them was from Aaron in the comments. So thanks, Aaron. And just a note too about these kinds of uh, cashback site referrals like Rakuten and Swagbucks and Beefrugal and Ibotta is that if you join using a referral link, you actually have to make a purchase oftentimes in order to get the referral bonus. So like Rakuten 
if you join using a referral link, you'll get $30, I'll get $30, but only if you actually redeem one of the cashback offers, like you use Rakuten, you activate it, and then you get cashback from Rakuten. I thought I'd just mention it because on Rakuten, I've gotten maybe 20, 25 people joining using my referral link, which is a ton of people, but only I think six or seven people have actually bought something using Rakuten during that referral period and gotten their free $30, which like boggles my mind because I'm like, it's a free $30 for you. You just have to activate the Rakuten extension next time you're buying something online. And, you know, pretty much every e-commerce website will qualify for Rakuten cashback. But the same thing has also happened on Ibotta and Refrugal and stuff. And so I thought I'd just like remind folks that if you want the free money, for both yourself and for me, you do actually have to buy something within a certain time frame after joining. And I think maybe that's what throws people off is like, well, I'll join Rakuten and maybe during Christmas I'll buy something. Unfortunately, I think they give you like a 30 or 90 day period where to get that $30 bonus, you have to make a purchase within that time frame. And I think maybe that's what trips people up. And speaking of cashback sites, I recently uninstalled Honey which is the one that's owned by PayPal, I think, because Honey seems to just activate itself randomly. And this happened, I think, with the Freshly order where I didn't have Honey activated. I did have Rakuten activated. And I ended up getting an email from Honey being like, here's your $1 of cash back instead of the $60 from Rakuten. And the Rakuten never tracked, even though the Rakuten extension was activated, but Honey wasn't. And I posted about this on Reddit on our churning. And this has happened, it sounds like, to a bunch of other people as well. So would not recommend using Honey for anyone who has it. And if you have it as an extension activated in Chrome, I would seriously consider disabling it until you have a specific need for it. So that was it for the cashback and meal kit stuff. Tallying it up, it was $153 from Blue Apron. Really good deal from HelloFresh, but I won't count it because we did end up paying some money for it, even though it was super discounted. There was the $20 of referral bonuses from Ibotta for $173 total from meal kits and cashback. Finally, we have freebies, which is a sort of a, a new category. I think I'm going to start including in these for those that love freebies. And I usually find most of these on Slick Deals and Doctor of Credit. And I haven't really been tracking them before. But now with the live churn tracker, I'm trying to track everything and then show it to you guys in real time. And so I've been keeping track of these. And yeah, as I mentioned in the beginning of the episode, I had no idea I was doing so many freebies because you don't really think about them and they only take a few minutes oftentimes. And yeah, it looks like there was quite a few in September. So let's see, there was a Shake Shack, a free buy one, get one on Shake Shack. So you end up saving like six bucks on the second Shake Shack, which we like Shake Shack just because we also have the Amex Gold Card, which gives you $10 at Shake Shack each month. Plus the free buy one, get one burger was, was kind of nice. Then there was also Wendy's Burger was offering a free cheeseburger, I think, which was worth like $6 with any purchase. So we hit up Wendy's. There was four months of Apple TV for free. I think this might still be around where if you log into your Target account, everyone who has a Target account is part of Target Circle. As part of Target Circle, you can get four months of Apple TV for free. And this works whether you're a new subscriber or a subscriber that's canceled before, you can reactivate. And so you get four months of Apple TV, or I think it's four months of Apple Music or four months of Apple Arcade. And the only one of those we really use is Apple TV. 
And that's like five bucks a month. So that saves you 20 bucks for four months of free Apple TV. And there's some pretty good shows on Apple TV. So definitely worth doing that one. There was also $10 off of a Moonage Daydream ticket, which is that David Bowie movie that just came out. I, I did that for both myself and P2. We both went to go see Moonage Daydream for basically free because movie tickets around here are only $11. But I know my friend in New York is like, it's not free because movie tickets are like $18 there. But I would probably not recommend the movie unless you're a super diehard Bowie fan. Because I, I like Bowie, but the movie was just not good. Uh, kind of regret going to that movie. But what else do we got on there? We've got Starbucks. Yeah, so PayPal was offering $5 off of a $10 reload if you reload your Starbucks card. So they do that like once every quarter or so, like it comes up pretty frequently. And every time both myself and P2 will reload $10 because it only costs $5 to do that. And, you know, Starbucks is always nice. I also signed up for a private VPN for two years because Top Cashback was offering 105% as cashback. So it costs $60 for two years of the VPN. But because you get 105% cashback, it ends up being a $5 moneymaker. And I wouldn't have done it just for the $5 aspect, but it is useful to have a VPN, especially for things like booking ANA, which if you haven't listened to that ANA episode, definitely recommend checking that out because a VPN is something you need and getting a VPN for two years for free is always nice. Someone also joined Visible using my referral. I guess it's new iPhone season right now. So yeah, that was nice because it essentially means I get a month almost for free. It reduces the cost from $25 down to $5. So referrals worth about $20 with Visible. And I used to have Visible charged through my Amex Business Platinum because Amex Business Platinum gives you that $10 credit. But we recently canceled both of our Business Platinums because the annual fee hit. And with Business Platinums, it's often better just to cancel and then sign up again when there's another bonus offer or sign up for a personal Platinum and get the Platinum benefits that way. So that's why we canceled ours. But sadly, for a little while, we won't have the wireless credit. But we did switch over our Visible bill over to the Venture X card. And you want to make sure you have your Visible bill or any of your cell phone bills being charged to a card that offers cell phone coverage. So I think the Amex Platinums do that. But also the Venture X gives you $800 of cell phone protection. Some of the Ink cards, maybe the Ink Preferred does it as well. But yeah, that was it from the freebies front. And I tallied those up a little earlier and it adds up to $87 if I include that visible referral as well. So not bad, $87. I'm realizing we do a lot of fast food freebies. I'm not sure how great that is for overall health, but it's hard to say no to a free burger sometimes. All right, so tallying everything up, we've got $1,000 from banks, from Albert, SoFi, and those two Juno referrals. From credit cards, we've got $564 from the US Bank Triple Cash, plus 102,000 Chase Ultimate Reward points. Brokerages, nothing posted. Meal kits, $173 from Blue Apron and the Ibotta referrals. Then freebies, you know, $87 of random burgers and movies and VPNs for a total of $1,824. 
pretty good. Again, you know, my target is $1,000. So this is almost double that. So yeah, it's been a pretty busy and productive few months on the on the bonus front. But yeah, that's it for the recap. And if you're wondering why I'm sounding a little stuffed up, uh, I thought I'd mention it at the end, which is that both my wife and I currently have COVID again. And we just gotten it like four months ago. So this is twice in four months. I didn't even know if that was necessarily possible to get sick again from it so soon. And it's not like we're going out and licking toilet seats and stuff, but we are both vaccinated. So we had a friend visiting us who had just gone to a 300 person conference and they stayed with us and we we got it. And sadly, you know, mildly under the weather. But yeah, that's why I sound maybe a little different this episode, but I think we're on the the road to recovery and hopefully we'll be fully recovered by the next episode. And uh, yeah, if you want to get notified when the next episode comes out along with show notes and links, be sure to subscribe to the newsletter if you haven't already on the dailychurnpodcast.com. Otherwise, I will catch you guys next time. Thanks again for tuning in. See ya. 